The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. Find it here every week on SEM Synergy. Join your host as we learn from the elite of search engine marketing pros and find the winning formula for exceptional search engine marketing. Get the latest news, trends, and analysis in SEO, PPC, branding, SEO design, and analytics. Now, welcome your host, a founding father of SEO and an accomplished search engine marketing scholar, the host of SEM Synergy, Bruce Clay. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us on SEM Synergy. I'm your host, Bruce Clay. With me today are Susan and Virginia. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon. And catch SEM Synergy every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern. That's noon Pacific. You can also download it at any time from Webmaster Radio's Search Engine Optimization Channel, stream it on SEMSynergy.com, or pick it up on iTunes. Um, Our guest today is Doug Leeds. He's the president of Ask.com U.S., and uh, generally, for those of you that don't know, Ask recently announced a strategy to progress the technology that they're using around answering questions in search. They're going to be focusing more on information that's a gap, I guess. Uh, Ask gets about three times more questions as a percent of their queries than any other search engine. Um, this would appear to be a smart move if, if really they can focus on it. I mean, it sounds like their name is Ask. They might want to f- focus on asking or at least answering. <laughs> uh, so before Virginia and Doug uh, have a conversation, I thought we'd explore the issue of how people search, uh, where they search, and where you know they stand. Uh, really, search is going to grow. Where is it going to grow? Yeah, I, I think it's a really interesting question, and I think um, Ask is wise to embrace their their former roots you know everybody still remembers ask as the you know as the you go and you ask and you get an answer and and like full questions you know who what where why when question mark at the end all of that and I, i think it's really smart of them to go back to to embracing that that part of their history maybe not bringing back jeeves even though they should well i certainly they've had their missteps in focusing themselves in the past, like when the whole stuff with those crazy commercials with strippers and like moms and like who were they were targeting, who knows. But like you said, going back to their roots and a core functionality where search, I feel, is lacking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I really like this idea of answering the question as asked. And, you know, if you can answer a definitive question, I mean, Google does that to a certain extent. If you ask them somebody's age, they'll throw up a answer if they can if they can find it. But I, I like the idea of trying to broaden that out to, you know, more um, constantly changing facts. So I think one of their examples was like, "Who's Britney Spears dating?" Now that could change day to day. It could. Don't laugh. <laughs> But I like the idea that, you know, that's something that they have to go out and kind of fact check before they can give you an answer. But I like the idea that they're going to try and do it. You know, saves me the step of doing my Britney Spears research. Okay, that was a terrible example. (laughs) (laughs) 
but doesn't that make it like really labor intensive? I mean, not just labor intensive, but I mean really labor intensive, because a lot of these questions, um, and even within the U.S., some of them might be regional mm-hmm. jargon. Um, but a lot of the questions are not going to be as easily answered. Uh, the reason people can't get an answer is they don't know how to ask. Right. That's a big part of it. So if you don't know how to get the information and you consistently cannot find what you're after, it may make a lot of sense to go to ask and ask. Mm-hmm. Because if there's some sort of what's the real question here, what do you really mean when you ask this question, yeah. Well, what comes to my mind instantly is what if they're wrong? So you ask a question, they give you an answer, they're wrong, but you go ahead with that and, you know, use it in a legal case and you lose because they were wrong. Even though you looked it up and they promised to give you the right answer, do they get sued? Are, are they liable or is it for entertainment purposes only? You know, you have to go and do your own fact checking just to make sure that ask is right. Well, then what's the point of asking ask in the first place? You know, it, I guess it's it's no different than, you know, Google doing the same thing, but the difference is that Google doesn't build itself as an answer engine. It builds itself as a search engine. Good point. Well, I think also that one of the strategies that they're going after is hooking searchers up with straight to the source, and that source doesn't necessarily have to exist online. Well, you would think that they would in some capacity so that they can ask can locate them. But if the answer isn't online and yet there's an expert that they know of, they're actually looking to connect the searcher with the answer. With, or the, not, with, the, with expert. the expert. Right. Oh, good heavens. <laughs> so what does that do for SEO then? What is ranking when the answer isn't online? Well, I guess it makes it all the more important to be a subject matter expert. Because if they're going to be connecting experts to the answer is not online, but we're just going to connect you directly to the searcher, you know, we definitely want to be number one for search engine optimization in that case. Because if somebody asks an SEO question, we want them to come to us and be like, look, we, did, we looked through your website, we didn't find the answer, but we know you're experts. Can you call this person and tell him the answer? But how do they know you're an expert? Is it whoever pays the most to be an expert? Is it like pay-per-click? Hi, I'm an expert. Are they going to sell expert positions based on some sort of quality score? Is well, is it going to be based on their rankings? Let's take if, SEO. If, if, if the first website doesn't have the answer, they, they call the people who own the next website down the list. Just roll down their 10 blue links. Until they find somebody that answers the phone this very second? Maybe. Well, it seems to me that their first question is, what's an expert? But... Given that they're going to be able to answer questions, and given that the answer will have a disclaimer on it, entertainment purposes, not endorsed by Major League Baseball, your mileage may vary. Uh, Given that, then, and if they are capable of actually finding competent experts, we're possibly going to be dealing with uh, an entirely different structure yeah. That, you know, we haven't seen in a very long time. It's also going to make ask a, you have to be in an engine because you want to be that expert. Once again, you do a search on Google, and I try this regularly uh, for search engine optimization, 
it has fluctuated from 200 million to 580 million hour by hour. That's how many results are there in Google. Let's take 200 million. There's a whole lot of experts in that 200 million. Do you have to have written a book? Do you have to have a PhD? Do you have to work at a university and be on uh, be a fully tenured professor? What is what's the definition and criterion and for being an expert on anything? Yeah. That they they have a lot of questions to ask. So That is true. Maybe I will be able to get some of those answers out of Doug when I talk to him after the break. Um, we've got a quick break here, but stay right there. Doug Leeds, president of Ask will be joining us more SEM Synergy is on the way. Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. Revenues can come from many different sources. Are you capturing additional revenue from your payment processor or leaving money on the table? Lytle & Company can help you grow your top-line revenue. Lytle & Company provides payment processing and consultative merchant services for multi-channel retailers, along with internet and direct response businesses who sell directly to consumers. Lower the total cost of payment acceptance while improving your business processes and chargeback management with Lytle & Company's innovative reporting and analytics features. Lytle & Company. The card's not present, but we are. Find out more at Lytle. L-I-T-L-E dot com. Hey, have you got that number for Jerry's Pizza? Look it up on LocalPages.com. LocalPages.com. Well, what if I wanted a business number in Miami? LocalPages.com. Can people find your business online? Be seen with LocalPages.com on every local listing in all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, MSN, and Ask. With over 6 billion quality searches a month and bids starting as low as one set, get connected with local consumers at the exact moment that they're looking for you. San Francisco, Green Bay, London. I told you. LocalPages.com. List your business on LocalPages.com now and get $100 in free local advertising. LocalPages.com, bringing your neighborhood to you. How do you choose the right affiliate network to partner with? The answer is simple. MarketHealth.com, where health and wealth connect. Established in 1998, the MarketHealth.com affiliate network allows you to market and promote the world's leading health and beauty offers on the net. Start making recurring income and the highest payouts in our industry. Choose from over 50 of the hottest selling offers, ranging from herbal supplements, skincare, vitamins, beauty products, weight loss, and much more. Sign up for free at MarketHealth.com and start making money today. PPC Rockstars will take you to the promised land of PPC Profit. Live broadcast Mondays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the advertising channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on WebmasterRadio.fm. Once again, here's Bruce Clay. Welcome back to SEM Synergy. This is Virginia, and I'm joined by Doug Leeds, president of Ask.com US. It's great to have you on the podcast. Thank you for joining us, Doug. Uh, thanks for having me. This month, there's been some exciting news coming out of Ask.com. Uh, Ask is a search engine that's known for receiving, like as a percentage of overall search volume, three times more questions as queries than um, some of the other major engines, which is pretty significant. And Ask has been going after a Q&A strategy, um, and it's actually developing, which you wrote about in a blog post over at blog.ask.com called The Next Frontier in Search, Questions and Answers. Um, so what does the future of Q&A search look like to you? 
Well, it's fascinating, I think, Virginia, about how uh, search has evolved and sort of come full circle. Um, Ask, as you probably know, started as Ask Jeeves and really was formed on the basis of answering people's questions. Um, We moved more towards a keyword search model when um, Google showed the world how keyword search can be done well. And, and, and keyword search is being done well, both by Google and, and currently by Ask.com. However, um, it leaves a whole bunch of questions that people have um, unaddressed. And if you think about the, the world of information out there, um, only a small portion of it is actually uh, obtainable by doing a keyword search and getting a bunch of listings on a search page. Um, and, and what happens because of that is because people, is people only type certain types of questions, certain types of information requests into a search box today, those information requests that can be translated into a keyword search and are appropriate for getting a whole bunch of links back and a whole bunch of pages to, to research through. Um, there are a bunch of questions that people don't even think about putting into a search box because they don't have the time or they don't have the, the, um, the ability to look through a bunch of links or they don't have confidence that they'll find an answer, for example. Something like, how do I get to the San Francisco airport um, from Marin without using um, 101, Highway 101? That's a question that many people face all the time, but it isn't appropriate for a keyword search into a, a search box. At Ask.com, we're looking to tackle the market for these questions that never really make it into a search box because they don't, they, they, the answers don't exist on web pages today. Um, and we're doing that in, in two ways. Um, and but let me pause for a second and see if uh, if we're okay with uh, with what you wanted to know. Oh yeah, that was great. Okay, so we're we're attacking the attacking the problem of questions and answers in, in two ways. Um, first is by really looking for answers to questions on the web as opposed to web pages with a bunch of content. And mm-hmm. the reason we're doing this is we found from people who come to ask.com that they really come to ask a question with a different need. They have a different um, use in mind for the information they want. They want to basically get an answer to a question very quickly and then move on. When they do a keyword search, um, by contrast, they want to put in some uh, keywords. They want to look through a bunch of links. They want to go to see a bunch of pages. They want to refine the keyword search. And basically, they want to do a research project. It can be a mini research project, and, and the length of these research projects have gotten shorter as search has gotten better. But nevertheless, it's still a research project. When people ask a question, they simply want an answer and they want to move on with their life. Um, so and what we're doing at Ask is looking for pretty big existing answers getting... on the web and returning just the answer to the top of the page. The yeah, other and, way we're know... attacking search is by building a community of people out of the millions and millions of people who come to Ask.com every day and allowing the search engine to, instead of indexing web pages, to index interest that people have, um, experiences that people have, and expertise that people have, so that when someone asks a question, we can find the right person to answer it, even if that answer has never existed before and therefore wouldn't be accessible by, um, uh, by current technology that just crawls web pages. Our technology will find a person who can me. answer that question and allow them to answer it for whoever has asked that question in real time. So this is the point to me that's really kind of novel and exciting and I, you know, I don't think, there are services out there that let you ask questions, but 
combining it into search this way and um, indexing the people is, it's just kind of blows my mind a little bit. <laughs> well, good, and we're so excited about it here. We think that the potential is is absolutely huge. If you think about all the questions that today you don't ask or you ask a friend or you ask a neighbor but but you don't ask um, a search engine, um, we think that market is, is absolutely huge. And, and the reason is because um, there are just too many questions in the world to put into a search box and to expect to have to do a research question on it. Um, and the other problem is, I know somebody in my, my social network, um, in their social network, somebody out there has the answer to this question that I have, but I just don't know who that person is. I can't find them efficiently. And so instead of asking that right person, I either have to ask everybody, which gets annoying to the 99.9% of the people who don't have the answer, um, or I have to ask nobody, which is annoying to yourself because you don't get the answer that you want. So what we're doing is finding a way to use technology to bring the person with a particular question um, in touch with a person with a particular answer, not annoying everybody in the entire social web um, with this question, but just the right person who has the most likelihood of getting the best answer back to that person in relative real time. And that's a, a technology problem um, that can be solved today, um, and we're, we're building that technology. Okay, I have a question. Yeah. Um, you're going to be using sophisticated algorithms to identify the trustworthy and the, the authoritative sources. So how does a webmaster um, go about becoming an expert? Like how will they be, what can they do to be considered an es- expert by ask.com? Well, the best way to become an expert is by simply answering questions well. Um, so our technology will have several um, mechanisms, signals we call them, for the trustworthiness and authoritativeness of an answer. And we will associate those signals with a particular answerer. So if you are um, a webmaster that is looking for traffic to your site, and your site is about um, classic automobiles, then the best way to get traffic to your site from this system is to simply answer quickly with quality um, information to people who have questions about classic automobiles. If you try to answer questions that have nothing to do with classic automobiles, with links and, and information about classic automobiles or about something else that you don't have knowledge about, our system will understand that and will, um, and will deprioritize you uh, um, as an answerer, and therefore you would get less traffic to your website. Will there be any human editorial in the process, do you expect? I, I do expect both from um, uh, the editorial staff that we'll have in-house as well as from um, community ratings um, and uh, user-generated feedback that we'll have um, in the entire system. So a combination of both of those uh, signals will provide great authority and trustworthiness for each particular answer in the community. Very cool. And does this all tie back to the semantic search strategy that ASK has been um developing in the last year or two? Absolutely. So semantic search technology, um, and I put technology in quotes because there are, there are two primary ways of solving this, and we're going about them in, in both ways. One is a classic technology approach, meaning try to, underst- try, to, try to take apart and parse a particular question or 
set of keywords that come into the search box um, and understand their meaning so that you can attach it to the right set of information. That's a technology problem. We're hard at work on that. We think we're doing a great job, probably better than anyone else, at doing that. Um, but there's a limit to how well that can be done, both today and probably in the future. The real most successful way to solve the semantic problem is by efficiently applying humans to the task. Because while a computer may have trouble understanding what you mean when you say um, uh, Britney Spears photos, that's a terrible example because Britney Spears photos are pretty easy to understand, but let's say driving to San Francisco Airport from Marin, don't use, want to use 101. I mean, that, that would be a very difficult thing for a search engine to understand and come up with the right and relevant um, information, whether that's a map with a routing or, or what have you. But a, but a person who sees that um, can understand right away what you're asking. And so while we know people can understand it, the issue is how do we um, efficiently, affordably, um, and without annoying people get that question to not only a human being, but a human being that has the answer um, who can then answer it. And by using technology to, instead of trying to understand the questions uh, in particular, in, in specific details, you have to understand the question enough to route it to a person, a real person, who might have the answer, then let that person do the job of semantically dissecting the question and then answering it. So both of those are technologies, um, but they're very different types of technologies. One is a semantic understanding of the question, and another one is a semantic routing of the question to a person. Mm, okay. So these, um, it'll be very exciting to see what comes out of Q&A search uh, at ask.com. Thank you so much for joining us on SEM Synergy, Doug. Thanks so much for having me. It's been a real pleasure. So you can find out more about um, the developments at Ask, their Q&A strategy, and much more at the Ask.com blog. It's blog.ask.com. Um, and after a quick break, the host will be back to talk about microformats. SEM Synergy will be right back. Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. If yes, you'll pay me. No if, ands, or maybes. Get paid daily. Make a mad dash. Sign up is a flash. Quickly convert the clicks into cash. Affiliate marketing network is first place. I cut to the chase. It's all performance based. Listen to what I'm telling you. Cause this what you better do. Join as a publisher and maximize your revenue. Think we agreed that money is what you need. Indeed, you can get paid from sales and leads. Not one thing lacking. Don't get it cracking. Even comes with state of the art tracking. Where to the start? You can do it a couple ways. 866-XY7-PAYS. It's toll free. Tell me what you waiting on. So log on to XY7.com. Charles, come on up and tell us about the great ROI we're getting from Revenue Wire. Thank you. Since I signed up with Revenue Wire, conversions have increased dramatically. Revenue Wire has an integrated shopping cart called SafeCart that offers highly accurate sales tracking, boosting our conversions through the roof. And now that they've added multiple international currencies to SafeCart, we're looking forward to seeing significant increases in our overseas sales of PC utility software from LavaSoft, PC Tools, Pareto Logic, and Avonquest. With up to 75% commission, real-time sales tracking, free in-depth sales analytics and reporting tools, 
campaign optimization resources, and now weekly payments for top-performing affiliates, our sales are climbing higher and higher, thanks to RevenueWire. Find out more at RevenueWire.com. This is a test of the PR Web content and news delivery system from PR Web and PRWebOffer.com. If this was a real release date, your story would reach more than 30,000 journalists, 250,000 RSS subscribers, and just over 30,000 unique websites. PR Web can reach your target audience online, drive traffic to your website, achieve high rankings on search engines, and get your content on top news sites like Yahoo News. Editors are available 24-7 to help you optimize your content for maximum exposure to over 70 million people in the U.S. alone. If this were a real PR web release date, your website would have so much traffic, you'd be tempted to duck and cover. If you have an online marketing emergency, go to PRWebOffer.com for 25% off. PR Web, the premier online news release and content distribution service. Please hold while we connect you to one of the most sought-after experts in SEO, analytics, and web development. Office Hours with Vanessa Fox, Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Search Engine Marketing Formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on webmasterradio.fm. Once again, here's Bruce Clay. Welcome back to SEM Synergy. I'm Virginia Nessie here with Susan Esparza and Michael Terry. And before the break, I spoke with Doug Leeds, president of Ask.com, about some new technologies Ask is developing in order to answer users' questions. The technology aims to parse answers from content on the web. And there's a way that webmasters and SEOs can indicate to search engines different kinds of content on the page. And this isn't going to work specifically for the situation that Ask is dealing with. Um, They're looking more to parse it out organically, but there are some benefits to working with microformats that I figured we could consider and and just to answer the question, what should SEOs know about microformats? What can they do for them? Well, I think at this stage in the technology game, microformats probably aren't going to help SEOs a whole lot just because there isn't a wide consensus across the search engines about what microformats to use, how to um, how to process them, how to display results from them, whether they can use them at all. I mean, I know that Yahoo is getting into the, the microformats mix, but I'm not sure that there's like a standard that Google and Ask and some of the other search engines were um, abiding by at this point. And search and you know, SEOs obviously have to um, do things that get the biggest bang for their buck, so they're not going to really be able to focus on, um, you know, marginal technologies that one semi-marginal search engine is um, promoting. What about Google? Like, so because Google has these rich snippets now, and I mean that sounds like something worth. At least the market is large enough there, but you can go ahead and put like these rich snippets on your page and that doesn't necessarily mean anything right right i mean you you can go in and and create the rich snippets paula um a couple weeks ago wrote a post for the blog on rich snippets and and how they're a missed opportunity and and not enough people are taking advantage of them but it's almost hard to tell how many people are taking advantage of them because it's up to google whether or not they show up they're they're kind of just a strong signal as as they like to say you know and 
if they show up, great. It's awesome. You get this extra bump. If not, you know, then what? Are, have you just wasted your time? Is this a waste of effort? They've got some good uses for them. Right now they're currently being used for reviews and products, I believe. Um, wouldn't it be nice if you could have some reviews and products right there in the listing? Obviously. Yeah. but. Yeah. I mean, the more the more real estate you can take up on the results page, you know, obviously that's something you want to do because the more you're there, the less your competitors are there and the more likely someone's going to be to click on you and not someone else. Now, with the getting back to the question and answers that um, ask was since I haven't heard the, the other um, since I haven't heard the interview yet, what was ask's approach going to be to mining the web for that kind of information they're actually taking an interesting approach well they're looking at two things one is content that is on the web and two is content that's not on the web with the ones that is on the web they're um trying to identify like based on patterns in the language like Mm -hmm. what is a question and stuff like that and then with the stuff that's not on the web they're what they're trying to do is index people rather than the content. Trying to define experts so that they can reach out to the expert and get the answer for you. So they're kind of trying to cover the same territory that Wolfram Alpha does. Right, right. Kind of in that same answer engine sort of sense. Mm -hmm. Well, so we could define a microformat that would help um, everybody to answer questions span class equals expert exactly (laughs) that'd be pretty easy well we wouldn't be able to solve that problem i'm just going to skip right over that because that's intractable but um if we wanted to be able to uh you know have a micro format for questions and answers for simple facts that would be really really simple to do and i think there actually could be an advantage to doing that because i've always felt like that that would be a big advantage um something that the web could do very well, which is, the, and I think obviously this push with Wolfram Alpha and asks is, is something that people want is to be able to just go on and say any fact. They want to just be able to get a specific, accurate answer. Yeah. Well, certainly, I mean, for something like local search, a location tag would be incredibly useful. You know, the, the, the more you can highlight, this is an actual address, this is a location, you know, that's that's much easier to to then integrate all that into the local index. Okay, you're still talking about this same area and you can define regions that way maybe. So that might be helpful. I don't know. It's kind of a... Yeah, like, I mean, same with when we were talking about semantic search technology. I think, Michael, you had the same objection. It's just um, finding a standard that everybody agrees upon. Yeah, but, I mean, if you did... It would be really cool to just be able to embed in your pages or on your site questions and answers because you could do it not, not, if you, you're you know um, scaling out this project to the entire web and to all webmasters. You can answer all sorts of questions that nobody would ever be able to do using a centralized kind of um, organization, uh, even Wikipedia, because you could have like question and answers specifically about your products or about some super super niche topic that you're an expert on just because maybe it wasn't even a topic before you made it a topic and you can have that embedded in your site the the real key would be the interface into such a world spanning question and answer kind of database um because you'd have to have something that would make all that information useful and yeah i don't know what that interface would look like yet so that's a problem yeah 
Yeah, well, lots of good thoughts, but that's it for this week's show. Thanks to Webmaster Radio for producing SEM Synergy. If you have internet marketing questions or there's anything you want to hear about, shoot an email over to synergy at bruceclay.com. This is Susan asking you to come back next week for more industry info and experts. Go to synergy.com for more on this week's guest and topics, and you can follow us on Twitter at synergy. Thanks for joining us on SEM Synergy. 